Hello, this is Social Distancer, and my name's Pete. So there are a number of competing political stories, uh, none of them being bojos, um, lamp luster, lack luster, limp, lubber, <laughs> is lubber a word? I mean, that guy is so tired, he is definitely ill, man. He can't press up his way out of the truth. He was going to do a big, well, he did do a big, well, he was going to do a big speech, but it ended up a damp squib of a speech. I mean, fucking hell. This guy, he's saying that he's Rooseveltian. He doesn't know the first, well, he probably knows a lot about Roosevelt. But as Roosevelt's New Deal, coming out of WW2, as I like to call it, um, was 40% of GDP. And this is fucking five billion pounds, uh, which is nothing. I think it's like 0.4% of 0.5% of GDP. And it uh, equates to what the British government are spending in a week during the coronavirus. So it's not a new deal. It's not new for a start because it's basically the Tory manifesto. And they're just like saying, oh, no, we're going to get it done quicker than we would have done. And also they've slashed the uh, amount of money that they were going to um, earmark for affordable homes, which is a fucking loose concept at the best of times. They've said in the in the um, in the manifesto, because we had a UK government, uh, UK government, we had a UK election in uh, that's for the fucking bullhorners or whatever called. <laughs> we had a UK election in the lovely... You see how I've turned on the bullhorners? Poor some old, like, fucker in the desert in the States. is like, what are you going to guess about me? I'm a loyal listener, buddy. Don't you worry like like me? I wear a mask. I'm a good guy. And don't be tough about me. <laughs> that's a really good American accent. Anyway, no, listen, I really appreciate you listening in the States. I love it that I, I've got so many listeners in the States via your cranky little weird podcast app. Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, December 2019, the Tories ran on this idea that they were going to build roads, build schools and build hospitals. And so they're bringing those plans forward. That's basically it. So it's not new and it's not enough. You know, it's not enough. We need to have jobs, 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 jobs. Um, one slightly interesting initiative is a promise of an apprenticeship for any uh, young person that wants one. I mean, I'll see it when I fucking see it. Do you know what I mean? I believe it when I see it with that. This lying prick, Johnson. But, you know, that might come to something. But anyway, basically, the way he delivered it, the the, the speech was a fucking mess. I mean, just badly written. And the way he delivered it, he's like all kind of out of breath. And, you know, the guy is ill, man. So anyway, he wanted it to be the big story, but not the big story. He was trumped by Theresa May. Theresa May who has basically kind of kept her uh, cards very close to her chest after being 
ousted from the prime ministership a couple of, well, what would it be? Probably about this time last year, actually. And, um, yeah, like this time, was it July? I think it was July last year. So coming up to a year ago. And, um, or maybe it's just, maybe it's uh, just gone over a year, actually. I'm not sure. But around about this time last year. And, you know, she's been quite kind of quiet. You know, I don't think she fucking likes Johnson one bit, you know, considering he basically kind of led a coup against her. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, or as certainly like in the background, kind of Machiavelli-like, you know, organised the coup against her with the ERG. Do you remember all that bollocks? And um, anyway, so tonight she or today she spoke about the national um, what is it called? The NSA, the National Security Advisor, who for the last uh, good while has been somebody that was in her department at the Home Office for a long time, this guy Mark Sedwell, who's been pushed out by Cummings. I mentioned it the other day. And so he had two jobs. Number one was head of the civil service, and number two was the national security advisor. And uh, the new national security advisor is this guy called David Frost. Not the nice David Frost that's you know, did the Frost report and you know, interviewed Nixon and then was like, you know, a kind of stalwart of uh, British broadcasting for basically the last half of the 20th century. Not him, because he's dead. But the fucking prick, David Frost, who's trying to get Brexit through with Barnier. And he might, I've never met the guy, maybe he's not a prick, but he probably is a prick because he works with, he was um, Johnson's right-hand man when Johnson was the uh, foreign secretary. And so Johnson likes this guy, got him the nice plum role of being the lead negotiator at the Brexit negotiations. And now he's got a nice plum role as the uh, NSA guy, the national security advisor. And the reason why this is a bit of a stink and the reason why... um, Uh, Theresa May spoke up about it today in the House of Commons is because for the first time it's he's a political appointment he's not a uh, civil servant he's working for the government as a political appointee and so there's a kind of you know dangerous blur between you know basically what jobs do you get your mates to do and what jobs do you get career diplomats and civil servants to do and they basically got their their mate to do one of the most important jobs in government so here she is i served on the national security council for nine years six years as home secretary and three as prime minister during that time i listened to the expert independent advice from national security advisors On Saturday, my right honourable friend said, we must be able to promote those with proven expertise. Why then is the new national security advisor a political appointee with no proven expertise in national security? And she had a face like thunder. And she's talking about Michael Gove. My right honourable friend, Michael Gove. 
And she has to say my honourable friend because she's talking about another MP who's on her side, another Tory. So, um, you know, but no friend of Theresa May's, Michael Gove. And uh, referring to this speech he gave on Saturday, whereby basically he said, oh, we have to, uh, you know, do something about the civil service. It's too full of elites and it needs to represent the people. Fuck off. Fucking represent the people. Fuck off. Right, get this, right? Leicester, lockdown Leicester. People in Leicester are like shitting themselves, thinking like, oh Christ, like I ran a bar. I was going to open in a couple of days and now I can't. I mean, that's the fucking good side of it. Do you know what I mean? But there's plenty of utter chaos in Leicester at the moment in terms of people like wondering, well, what does this mean? We're in lockdown for at least two weeks, and it could be longer than that, you know? And 26% of the population of Leicester are of Indian heritage. And is there a Hindi um, advice on the Leicester City Council website? No. Is there advice in Hindi about COVID-19 on the fucking Department of Health website? No. It is unbelievable. No wonder there's a fucking breakout, you know? And people in Leicester are just, like, furious that the government's known about this, um, like, flare-up for days and days and days, and they're just not telling uh, the population what is going on. There's still no kind of actual guidance, you know, really. They've published a map, and they've said, like, what they've said to the entire country, you know, stay indoors and fucking, you know, let's hope that you don't get the thing, basically. <laughs> It's unbelievable. And uh, Andy Burnham, who's the uh, very brilliant mayor of Greater Manchester, which is this massive area of 2.8 million people, he was on the radio tonight saying that only a couple of days ago did we start to get the local data of where the bloody, like, (laughs) you know, what's happening in Greater Manchester. And even when we got the data, it didn't have the postcodes connected to it. It's unbelievable. Like, they are, you know, criminally negligent, this government. And talk about Black Lives Matter. That is a not translating the, you know, public health advice about a fucking pandemic is a, a brilliant example of systemic racism, right? There we go. We know that BAME people are more um, susceptible to having bad outcomes if they get the fucking things. We know that there's a a bigger chance that they're going to get the thing in the first place because of the kind of jobs that they have. And, you know, kind of on average, they don't have the savings. They don't have the kind of white collar work that, you know, you can do from home, blah, 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 you know. And yet the government are not translating the uh, information about how to keep safe. It's unbelievable. By the way, my um, estimation of Bristol versus Leicester is pretty good. Leicester's just over 300,000 population and Bristol is just over 500,000. So it is smaller than Bristol. Yeah. But, you know, not a massive amount smaller. You know, it gives you a bit of an idea. A bit of an idea. So anyway, so the big news story of the day, it isn't Bojo. It isn't Theresa May, even though that is a massive story, because it is so, like, it never basically happens, you know. Uh, As a former um, prime minister, what you do, well, unless you're Tony Blair and, like, a proper fucking egomaniac, 
who can't get on the TV enough, you know what I mean, any fucking thing happens and he pops up like a prick, but what you do normally as a former Prime Minister is you keep your powder dry, especially if, like, the Prime Minister at the moment is, you know, just taken over your fucking job and is on your, you know, in your party, you know, you keep your powder dry, you wait for the memoirs in whatever, 10 years' time, when they're all dead or too fucking ill with, you know, some disease or another, and it's not going to be long until fucking Bojo goes that way, you know what I mean? So that's the time when she's going to spill the beans. So it's unbelievable that she kind of says, in with such absolute rage and anger, like calling these fuckers out on it, you know, it's brilliant, it's unprecedented, as far as I can say, it's right up there with Jeffrey Howe, remember Jeffrey Howe, talking about cricket, yeah, remember that, yeah, we, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Jeffrey Howe and cricket, I reckon there's probably about, I don't know, 0.5% of the people, exactly the same GDP percentage um, that I was talking about earlier, uh, no, about, well, maybe a bit, no, maybe a bit more than that, maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I've got faith in you, loyal listener, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say 10%, I've got that much faith in you, 10% know what I mean when I say Jeffrey Howe and cricket, anyway, uh, take a listen to this. Thank you very much, I run to the shop. I bump into everyone, say, have you heard, have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distancer, share it, like it, tell your friends everything you want to hear about the greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. But every day, and it is free. Fucking great than the swearing. Welcome to the daily beefing. And in the past 24 hours, the UK has registered 155 deaths to COVID 19. Spain, 9. Italy, 23. Germany 3, France 30, Belgium 15, Netherlands 6, Portugal 8, Poland 19. And so after, you know, 25 yesterday, 155, a reminder that the 20,000 deaths from now until June is based on 75 people a day dying. So, yeah, a long way to go. Uh, Leicester is in lockdown and the data isn't being shared locally. And I've got a big story on that. But first of all, I need to exit the beefing. I think I could turn and live with animal. They are so placid and self-contained. They do not lie awake in the dark and weep for their sins. They do not make me sick 
discussing their duty to God, not one of them kneels to another, or to his own kind that lived thousands of years ago. Not one of them is respectable or unhappy all over the earth. So the number one, number one story of the day comes from the Financial, Financial Times, the Financial Times. A friend of mine, they call him Chris Giles. You know Chris Giles? Chris Giles, uh, oft quoted on this podcast. Well, a colleague of his called John Burns Murdoch. John, uh, sorry, John Byrne Murdoch. John Byrne Murdoch. He is uh, the data analyst that works with the um, economic sector, Chris Giles, oft quoted. And he's got a big story, big, big story about the way that the government are, uh, well, let's think, what, what they're doing is they're covering up the number of new cases of coronavirus in the UK. And it's as serious as that. It's not my words. Well, it is my words. But it is, uh, you know, perfectly selected words to describe the fucking scenario. So here we go. The UK government's published numbers of new cases at local authority level only include Pillar 1 and not Pillar 2 cases. So Pillar 1 is the ridiculous name that Mancock has called hospital tests. Okay? You've got the things, it's bad enough, you go to the hospital, they test you, they say you got it. They've been declining because hospital admissions, you know, the UK as a whole, have been declining. And not Pillar 2 cases. Pillar 2 cases is not two pillar cases. <laughs> pillar 2 cases is um, community tests. So basically tests done not in the hospital, but in like, you know, for people that rock up at a testing centre. And there's, you know, lots of them across the country, obviously. They think they've got COVID-19. Anybody now who has got the symptoms can go and get a test. They're not publishing the community cases. So meaning as many as 90% of new cases are missing from the data. There's a lot of concern about an uptick in infections in Leicester over the last few days, quoting Rav there, with the city now going back into lockdown. But here's what you see if you look at the government's published data of the new cases in Leicester at coronavirus.data.gov.uk. So it's just the pillar one cases, obviously, uh, you know, leading up to the last couple of days. Uh, hospital, there hasn't been anything going on in hospitals. It finishes on June the 19th, which isn't particularly good because it's fucking June the 30th now, you know. So it's already like, well, what's that? 20 days, uh, sorry, 10 days, 11 days uh, old, this data. So even if there was an uptick in Pillar 1 in uh, people going to hospital and getting tested, the government's published data as of tonight wouldn't fucking show it in the first place. But the thing isn't in Pillar 1, it's to do with the community spreading and the community testing that's happening. 
The government is sitting on a much more complete data set, including Pillar 2, which tells a completely different story. More than 90% of new cases in Leicester are now under Pillar 2, yet these numbers are not public. If you're a local business owner in Leicester, you only see Pillar 1 results. This is a growing issue with Pillar 2 tests catching an ever larger share of new cases. Two months ago, most cases were found under Pillar 1, like the hospital tests. Um, so, you know, publishing Pillar 2 at that point wasn't a huge deal. Obviously, two months ago, the, you know, the testing wasn't anywhere near it is now. And even now, it's not anywhere near as it fucking needs to be. Um, so it's a particular problem in uh, Yorkshire, in the Humber area, in the Midlands. And the government's own local authority cases da da dashboard shows woefully incomplete data, amounting to less than 5% of new cases in some areas. It's not flagged anywhere on the page. You have to go to a separate page to see it buried in the notes. And even then, the extent of the undercount is not stated, nor are its implications. And several websites, as um, Bern Murdoch, as I like to call him, John Byrne Murdoch um, point out that you know they, they're building tools to try to work out how people can kind of track the infections locally but it's just junk data as he puts it and he's the fucking data guy for the FT I don't blame these websites I blame the publication of data that's incomplete to the point of being unusable with caveats buried on another page Full Pillar 1 and 2 data is being shared with local public health bodies, so some health officials know what's going on in different parts of the country, but this data is not shared with local councils, mayors, MPs, who've had to ask for it and wait weeks. So, for instance, I was talking about Andy Burnham earlier, the mayor of Greater Manchester, where there's like nearly 3 million people live under his jurisdiction, and he's only got the fucking data the last couple of days, and that doesn't even have the postcodes attached to it. So, unbelievable. The rest of the public, whether it's school governors, local business owners, or journalists writing about the presence or absence of new outbreaks, are being fed data that is ultimately garbage, and the people publishing that data know it. This is a massive story. It stinks of a... Well, it is an obvious um, planned cover-up because they don't want people to know the true extent of COVID-19 confirmed cases in the UK. There is no getting away from that. We are, Andy Burnham said it, I mean, of course he's fucking right. We are easing the lockdown too early, only a couple of days until July the 4th, which is a Saturday, predicted to be good hot weather. That's the fucking day that the pubs open and everybody's shitting themselves thinking, what the fuck is gonna happen? Like. Why not open the pubs on a Tuesday, for instance, and gear up to the Saturday? It's unbelievable. It's like criminally negligent. Yep. 15,000 people died in care homes. They didn't need to have 1,000 people die in fucking care homes. That's 13 uh, times. You're 13 times more likely to die in the UK if you lived in a care home during wave one of the COVID-19 pandemic um, than if you lived in a care home in Germany. Even though the population of people living in uh, care homes in Germany is double what it is in the UK. It's unbelievable. 
So big story by the FT. Excellent, um, you know, kind of like analysis and going down deep into the numbers, baby. Anyway, I'm going to call it a night. You take care of yourselves, all right? Try and dodge it, you know, all between the fucking raindrops like Clay Bertram. And I'll see you later. I'll I'll see you later. I'll see you later. See you later.